This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Life is like a mountain railroad with an engineer that's brave. We must make the run successful from the cradle to the grave. Watch the curves, the fields, the tunnels Never falter, never fail Keep your hand up on the throttle And your eyes up on the rail Blessed Savior, Thou wilt guide us Till we reach that blissful where the angels wait to join us in God's grace forevermore. As you roll across the trestle, spanning Jordan's swelling tide, you behold the Union Depot into which your train will glide there you meet the superintendent God the Father God the Son with a hearty joyous greeting weary pilgrim welcome home just a Savior thou Till we reach that blissful shore Where the angels wait to join us In God's grace forevermore Where the angels wait to join us In God's grace forevermore lifted me I'm so glad Jesus lifted me I'm so glad Jesus lifted me singing glory hallelujah Jesus lifted me Satan had me bound Jesus lifted me Satan had me bound Jesus lifted me, Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me, when I was in sin, Jesus lifted me, when I was in sin. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. Welcome. 
to worship good neighbors you are listening to a neighbors united in christ parish worship service sponsored by the lutheran churches of deronda little falls and trinity my name is lauren Tag, and i'm the bridge minister here thanks today to jim hagerud and debbie Tag, our musicians thanks to eileen flatten for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA radio at 93.1 FM or live live on their website at wpcarradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by O.J. and Jan Ani. We want to thank O.J. and Jan and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. We have one special announcement uh, to be at the Gather Meal at Duranda at 5 to 7 on June 28th, and it's open to the community. We hope to see many of you there. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. As you participate in our worship service today, you might want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. We will also be celebrating communion, so have some bread or wafer, wine or grape juice. So the call to worship, Yahweh is our God. We will have no other gods. God's name is holy. We will speak it with love. Remember the Sabbath. We will rest in God. And please listen and join in as we have the confession of sin and absolution. God of liberation. We are quick to forget all that you have done for us. We ignore your commandments, choosing ourselves over you and our neighbors time and time again. Lead us out of the wilderness of our sin and into new lives of love. Our God bears us up on eagle's wings and lovingly gathers us 
receive the entire forgiveness of all your sins and walk in the freedom and confidence of God's deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll then continue with another song from Jim and Debbie. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes in seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour Sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. And since he bids me seek his face, Believe his word and trust his grace. I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of From Mount Pisgah's lofty height, I view my home and take my flight. This robe of flesh I'll drop and rise to seize the everlasting prize and shout while Passing through the air, farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer, and shout while passing through the air, farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. Well, Debbie, today is another special day. Kind of a special one for you. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so all you fathers out there, not uh, your fathers, grandfathers, and I don't want to say what, father figures, caretakers, you know, you know who you are. You can be an uncle, you can be a, a brother, you can be a friend, whoever is stepping in and taking the place of a father, helping a father out, you know who you are. So happy Father's Day to all you happy fathers. Father's Day. You betcha. And uh, grandfathers and 
all you caretakers. Caretakers. Thank you, Debbie and Jim. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Continue with the litany. Remember that I am God. You are the only God. Do not get distracted by other things like wealth and celebrity 
and possessions. My name is holy. The name of God is sweeter than honey. Do not make my name cheap by abusing it. We will honor and respect your name. Remember to rest in me. You have given us the gift of self-care. Take time to pray and recharge. We delight in the time spent with you. Let's continue with the prayer of the day. Blessed Yahweh, you claim us as your beloved people and exhort us to live out our love for you. Teach us to honor and obey you, our one and only God. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I'll invite Eileen Flatten to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The first reading is from Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The second reading is from Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 through 11. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, which in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the inequity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, and you shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, and as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. So I'd like to ask you a question. How many of you have rules at home? Do you have rules about when to eat, how to eat, how long you can watch television, how you should act, like no hitting, no spitting, no yelling? Do you like all the rules? I remember saying that I did not like some of the rules when I was little, especially at school. There were just too many. In our country, we have a lot of rules. We have rules about food, how it's to be made before we buy it and eat it. We have a lot of rules in sports and games. And what about on the road? We have tons of rules on how to drive or ride our bikes on the road. We have a lot of rules to live by, and most of them are good and necessary. 
If we didn't have them, the world would be pretty crazy. Now, sometimes people argue over the rules. They might say certain rules are more important than others. They might even argue over which things are most important for us to follow. Sometimes people grow pretty upset if others disagree with what they think is important. Sometimes people don't follow the rules and often we make mistakes. What do you think might be the most important rule? You know, that's a pretty tough decision to say. Jesus was asked a similar question in the gospel lesson today. The Pharisees tried to stump him again. They came and asked him what the most important commandment was. The Jews had the Ten Commandments, which were a big deal for them, but they had even more laws on top of that, actually hundreds of specific rules that governed how they were supposed to live. They wanted Jesus to mess up somehow by picking out one of those rules over the other ones. As always, though, Jesus was too smart to fall for their trap. He narrowed the commandments down to two things, love God and love others. Jesus said that the number one rule was to love God with heart, soul, and mind. That means that everything we do, think, or say should be done with God in mind. He is the most important thing. Jesus also said that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. This isn't just the person who lives next door, but all the people we come in contact with. Jesus said that when we do these things, love God and love our neighbor, everything else comes into place. The laws all hang on love. If we truly love God first and foremost, then we will want to follow his other commandments too. Now this isn't always easy, of course. Sometimes people are hard to love. When others say unkind things or argue with us, we might, not, we might want to be rude back at them. When rules seem unfair, we might want to disrespect the people who made them. We might even grow frustrated following God's laws and we will probably mess them up somehow. The good news is that we know Jesus perfectly kept the law on our behalf and died for us to show God's love. He knew that the greatest of all is love. He loved others and he still loves us. Because of that, we can share his love with those around us, no matter what they might do to us. And when that seems hard, we can ask God to help us. So can you please take a moment with me and do that right now? So please repeat after me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for your laws. Help us to remember that love is the most important one. Help us to share your love with those around us. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Jesus to Calvary did go. His love for sinners to show. 
one of the things I hope whenever I come to church is that my heart will be changed, that I can grow closer to my God. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Father's Day, what a day. It's a day when we remember some very special people in our lives and the special role that many of us play in other people's lives. When I get to this day, I, I love Gerhard's Frost, soggy cereal and tepid tea. A little poem that he wrote about being a father and about a God who is our father. When I remember that I am a parent and think of God as father, I recall a special breakfast bought, brought to me in bed. We awoke early to the sound of hurrying feet. We wondered what they were up to, our four and eight-year-olds. Ah, but soon it came, breakfast in bed. It was an elaborate menu, chilled, burnt toast with peanut butter, eggs, fried and chilled too, soggy cereal, the milk had been added way too soon, and tepid tea, a horrendous mix. When they stepped out for a moment to get something they'd forgotten, heaven forbid, my wife whispered, you're going to have to eat this because I can't. And I did. I didn't eat it as a gourmet, for it wasn't gourmet cooking. I didn't even eat it as a hungry man, for I wasn't hungry. hungry. I ate it as a father because it was made for me. I was expected to. They had faith in me. And I ate because it was served on eager feet and starry eyes. When I think of my poor service to God as teacher, parent, interpreter of the good news, I know that my offerings are soggy, tepid, and unfit. But my Father receives them and even blesses them, not because I am good, but because he is. May we, uh, Father's Day, Remember our Heavenly Father and be more like Him in our doings and our speaking. We use uh, the narrative here uh, as our liturgy and texts and stuff, and so that's why it's on the Ten Commandments this day, and we start with the first three. And the main idea on this as we deal with the first three is about God's concern and love for us in, in, in the covenant. God loves people fiercely and with passion. And so this is what they write in a narrative lectionary. God is a jealous God. When people get jealous, we express it with anger, bitterness, and maybe even thoughts of revenge. One definition states jealousy can mean being fiercely protective. God does so much for God's people out of love, desire, and yes, jealousy. Coming from Egypt, the people certainly would have brought with them idols and figures of the gods of Egypt they had learned to adopt. But God made it clear that God wanted the people to leave Egypt's gods in Egypt. 
and claim God as their own from here on out. Even as God laid out the first few commandments, God continued to state all that God had done and intended to continue to do for God's people. God said people would suffer the consequences of people's iniquity for three to four generations. This is not a warning, but a description of how people's sins lives on long after people pass on. However, God promised that for people who were faithful to God, God would bless them to the thousandth generation. Where sin lingers for a short time, blessings last hundreds of times longer. God also asked that people refrain from cursing God. This is not as much about swearing in general as it is about cursing God, which fails to honor God's contribution to our well-being. We cannot curse God and love God at the same time. And finally, God wove in self-care and communal care into the fabric of God's commandments. God knew that people were not created to work endlessly and that people who failed to take time away from work could not give to God the time and attention that God deserves. Even as God laid out what God expects of people, God also ensured that God cared for people. When we study the Ten Commandments, we need to always remember that first phrase, I am the Lord your God. And then it goes, therefore you shall not have any other gods before me. God's love for people is fierce, and it is with passion, and it is with steadfastness. As we look at covenants, we, we see them all the time, and one of those that is shared quite a bit in the, the biblical story is the covenant of marriage, where again we commit to one another. We may have dated many people before we got married, but at that altar we are stating, you are the one that I want to hold as my own, and I want to be faithful to you no matter what. Now that picture is one of God's covenant. We see it happening in a couple different places. Hosea, the prophet, was told by God to go to um, and, and marry a prostitute. We don't know exactly how all that was arranged or whatever, but it was God who had delivered the people out of, Israel, uh, out of Egypt. It was the God who had cared for them, who had given them a king, spoke to the prophets, and they kept rejecting him over and over again and being unfaithful. And so God uses a picture with Hosea getting married and then having a wife who is unfaithful. She, uh, they named their kids. One of them was not my people and, and, and things that showed the unfaithfulness for three of their kids. And then the fourth thing that happened was she left him. And that was a picture of what was about to happen with the Babylonian captivity. But the picture doesn't stop there because it still comes back to a prophet who loved his wife, Gomer, and went out and found her on the slave market and bought her and brought her back home to bring reconciliation, to bring promise, to bring back love and relationship. And that's what the picture that God wanted is to let the Israelite people know 
he cared, he loved. Even though they had played around and didn't recognize him as their God, God still loved them. God was still willing to forgive. God was still willing to reconcile. We even go to the New Testament, you see where Jesus met the woman at the well. And isn't it interesting that as he's talking to her, he brings up the fact that she'd had so many husbands and the one she was living with was now not her own. But he dealt with her to be reconciled, to be brought back. In fact, the last picture that we see that happens in, in the scriptures is the bride coming uh, to meet Jesus. The bride being the church. To be brought to a place where again they would be in full fellowship, where love would reign, where there would be care and where God would wipe away every tear, the sorrows and the mistakes, the unfaithfulness, the, all the things that we have done will be forgotten, will be brought back, and we will be brought back in a relationship that is whole because God stays faithful. His covenant is where he calls us and loves us. What a God. The second commandment is, I am the Lord your God, therefore you shall not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Again, it shows respect. God wanted respect between who he is and who we are. One of the worst things that can happen is you look at what happened with Egypt and stuff as they came out of there in there in the wilderness. Uh, they all of a sudden forget that it was God who delivered him and they gave credit to another God, built a golden calf. You can understand why God was jealous and why he was angry with them. And yet he stayed faithful to them and loved them. God wants the respect that he deserves and he gives us the respect that we don't even deserve. So the second commandment again is just saying, show the respect to God because he is the one who delivers. He is the one who has brought salvation. He is the one who created us, who brought us back, who loves us. After all, uh, I think of one of my friends who whenever he talked about his wife, it was always negative stuff about what she didn't do, what she couldn't do, and uh, used names that always weren't helpful. There wasn't much love there. And I'm sure she didn't feel much love. So the second commandment again is one dealing with this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And again, the last one where he talks about remember the Sabbath day. It's a day that we learn to trust. The whole world can work seven days every week and do everything you want to. And we can take a day off and say, God will still care for us. God still will love us and we will be okay. It's a matter of trust in God, saying that God does care about us individually and as a community, a time to get together. Lastly, I, I think one of the stories that I enjoyed, again, was one where it talks about what is important to us and what is precious to us. And this is a story about a king and his wife. And here the wife is really the heroine. 
but it shows what was important to her and what should be important to us. And I'll forget, I won't go through the first part of the story, but the second part is one day the king was asked to settle a dispute between two farmers over the ownership of a young fowl that had run away and laid between two cows. The first man said, the fowl belongs, clearly belongs to me. I can produce the young horse's mother. The king, however, ruled that the fowl belonged to the man who owned the cows, though it was clear that it should not belong to him. The true owner of the horse was greatly troubled at the king's ruling. One day he spotted the queen taking a walk and told her his story, appealing to her for mercy. Listening carefully, the queen said to the owner of the horse, I will tell you what to do, but you must never reveal where you received the idea. You will need a fishing pole and a large net. She then whispered the plot to the man. When the king took his daily tour of the city to the next day, he saw a curious sight. In the middle of the town square on dry land, he saw the owner of the horse pretending to fish. Whatever are you doing? The king asked the horse's owner. I am fishing, came the prompt reply. But there's no water over for over a mile, the king protested. I can fish on dry land as surely as a cow can have a fowl, answered the man in a loud voice for all to hear. Who put you up to this? The king demanded. I do not appreciate being humiliated in the middle of the town square. The man protested that it was his own idea, but finally under great pressure, he revealed that the queen had given him the plan. Immediately the king returned to the palace and confronted his wife. Why do you publicly humiliate me? This is not the first time you have demonstrated your cleverness to my discredit. I no longer want you for my wife. I will give you 24 hours to get out of the palace. The king then stomped out of the room. In an hour, he returned a bit more calm. In order that you do not have to live in poverty, you may take whatever is most precious to you in the palace. The queen threw her arms around her husband and cried, I love you with all my heart. I don't want to leave you, but if you insist, I will do whatever you ask. That night, the queen ordered the finest wine from the king's cellar and mixed it with a strong sleeping potion. She asked the king to join her for a farewell drink. When the king put the cup to his lips, he immediately fell into a deep sleep. The queen called her servant, who wrapped the king in a large linen cloth and carried him to a waiting carriage. The carriage drove him to the home of her father, where the servant placed the king into a large bed. When he awoke the next morning, the king was angry. You have abducted me from the, with the help of my own servants, he shouted. Standing before her husband, the queen said softly, When you ordered me to leave, you told me to take whatever was most precious to me. I did. You are the dearest and most precious gift of all, and the only thing I care about in the entire palace. Tears came to the eyes of the king. My dear wife, he said, taking her into his arms, I love you. Stay with me forever. And she did. Father's Day. What's precious to us? Maybe we just need to hear God say to us, he loves us. And says, stay with us. Or stay with him. And hopefully we will. In love, 
in care and in wonderment and in celebration of the life and salvation he gives us. Happy Father's Day. May it be your God who is your Father. Amen. Children of the Heavenly Father, safely in his bosom gather, nestling bird nor star in heaven, such a refuge was given. God his own doth tend and nourish, in his holy courts they flourish, from all evil things he spares them, in his mighty arms he bears them. Neither life nor death shall ever from the Lord his children sever. Unto them his grace he showeth, and their sorrows all he knoweth. Though he giveth or he taketh, God his children ne'er forsaketh. Is a loving purpose holy to preserve them pure and holy. We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of intercession. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your in the faithful promises of our God, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. One and only liberating God, you have been faithful to us, asking for our faithfulness in return. Help us to live as faithful servants, obeying your commandments, and loving you with our whole hearts. God of promise, you hear our prayer. In your commandment to rest on the Sabbath, you also commanded that we retire the workers, the livestock, and the land. Remind us that even now your creation needs to rest. God of promise, you hear our prayer. 
Grant to all who serve you through all manner of leadership positions the time and space to rest. Remind them that you, not they, are God. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Pour your healing waters over all who suffer afflictions of spirit, mind, or body, especially Dave Christensen, Damon Timon, Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Maury and Lee Nicholson. Let no one remain in bondage to illness, <clears throat> addiction, abuse, neglect, poverty, exile, or isolation. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Let all people throughout the earth turn away from the empty idols of wealth and possessions and toward you as their God. Let no one stand upon another, but instead let all kneel before you. God of promise, you hear our prayer. With humble hearts, we lift these prayers to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. And now may the peace of Christ be with you always. If you don't have anyone to share the peace with immediately, maybe after the church, you could take some time and give a call to somebody and share the peace with them and let them know that they are remembered. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the Synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. We'll now have an offering song and then the offering prayer. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies of sin I my gracious Redeemer, my Savior art Thou. If ever I love Thee, my Jesus, tis now. I love Thee because Thou hast first loved me. And purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree. I love thee for wearing the thorns on. 
If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. I'll love thee in life, I will love thee in death, and praise thee as long as thou lendest me breath. And say when the death do lies cold on my brow, if ever I love thee, my Jesus is now. In mansions of glory and endless delight, I'll ever adore thee in heaven so bright. I'll sing with the glittering crown on my brow. If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. We continue with the offertory prayer. God of abundance, we remember all that you have done for us throughout time. Accept these gifts as a sign of our gratitude for your gracious care. Amen. We will celebrate communion, and when we do that, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. Hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as ye eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When you eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. We pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be not dismayed, whatever be God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. He will take care.